Hi, and welcome to Afroqueer. I'm your host, Sally Chum. This is part two of our Pride series. In our last episode, we visited South Africa and took a look at Pride in Johannesburg, where some people believe it has lost its political roots. Take a listen to that episode and tell us what you think. You can write us on our Facebook and Instagram at Afroqueer Podcast or on Twitter at Afroqueer Pod. This week, we explore Pride in Uganda. Uganda hosted their first Pride in 2012. This was a little more than a year before the anti-homosexuality bill, or what was infamously called the Kill the Gays bill, passed in Ugandan parliament. The bill was eventually repealed in 2014, but still Uganda is not an easy place to be out. So it is a radical act to even celebrate LGBTQ community, let alone hold Pride celebrations. In this episode, we hear about one night in 2016 when Pride went horribly wrong. You'll hear from three people who were all there. Just a warning that this episode may not be for all listeners. It involves police brutality and references to sexual assault. My name is Ivan. I am 23 years old. Pride was going on in different areas every other night. But that night we were at uh, Venom Bar. We had not been to such a space before. It was a high-end place. Open spaces, big lights, big stage, nice bar. I happened to be a drag queen, so I, I was a contestant in the Miss Pride pageant. And we had come to the final competition of the night. That is when we started to hear that police has come, police has come. I was in the state of shock and just utter fear. I froze. I mean, I could not believe also that kind of beating that was taking place. The and other time I've seen them beat someone like that, they had stolen something. There I was, a face full of makeup that I was desperately with, I mean, shaking hands, trying to, to rub off. So now I was using my own spit. I was spitting into um, my shirt and trying to rub away the makeup. Some people do not understand the kind of emotion when you're going into, into drag. Because every piece you put on yourself, you're turning into someone else. And now I had to pull away bits and pieces of myself very fast. And then you do it in an environment where you're afraid, where you are possibly anticipating a, a slap or a baton on your back. I'm called Molucha J, and I'm a trans man. What happened next? Uh, most of the human rights defenders were arrested and taken to police in the cells. Like I personally, I was single, picked out from the rest of the people and taken by police. And they put me in a car which was tinted. They made me sit in between two policemen. I was in the middle and then some other policeman in front. When they were driving off, I thought they were taking me to a police station. But unfortunately, when we reached the police station, they just made a phone call and they added another police person inside the car and they drove off. So I kept on asking them where they were taking me. 
and I tried to call a friend to alert them that uh, I'm being taken, but I don't know where I'm being taken to. And when they saw that I was making a phone call, they removed it from me. They switched it off. They told. They started pushing me and slapping me. They started touching my body, asking me questions, and they wanted to find out whether I'm a boy or a girl. And I started crying. As they were driving, they were telling me, you're going to find out today who you are. And I started praying to God. Through my prayers, I think God gave me knowledge. And I told them, you people are taking me. But remember, when you were taking me, most of the people were sitting and seeing you. And they know you, they know your faces, they know the names that are on your uniforms. Anything that happens, they know who to come for, they know. So be careful whatever you're doing to me. And they got scared and ended up dumping me in a place, a very dark place. Um, Isaac Mugisha, uh, I coordinate the Pride in Uganda. I was I was right in the middle, and you know, uh, so someone told me police is here. I remember I did not use my phone, I did not call anyone, I did not do anything. I was just very quiet, and I just sat um, in the middle of the crowd. But I can all I can say is that I I had lost like my heart at that moment, because I mean this is me the coordinator. And I'm looking at people that are invited for an event, being, you know, tortured, being harassed. So I did not, I was not thinking straight in my head. So, I mean, it was, it was um, a moment of growing up, I think, for me. Like, when you expect things to go well, but eventually they don't go well, what happens? What do you do? And this is me that had just come and join the community and I love parties. So I thought organizing a party is the best thing, but not looking at the other bit of it. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, I also sat and realized that, hey, this is Uganda I'm living in. Gay rights are not rights here. Other people can have other parties, but not gay people. So um, in the morning, interviews, interviews from all over the world, like people asking what happened, what happened, were you guys ready? Did you ask for police permission? Like, oh my God, why would you take us to a place that is not safe? Why would you, you know, uh, organize something that, 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 that would turn up like this? And you know, but, but, but our invitations also for Pride are very clear. You're coming at your own risk. Anything is likely to happen. That is the whole point. Pride in Africa never be safe. Not even in South Africa, where there are good laws. You come to attend Pride events at your own risk. Have your own security plan. We will do our best as organizers of Pride. We will do our best to make sure that the security plan is executed. But just have your own plan as a participant. So, I mean, people, people, people after that will tell you everything. But then I will also remind them that I told you coming out for Pride is like coming out. I've realized that we have to come up with a special way tailored to us as to how we celebrate pride. There's a way the Americans celebrate pride. It didn't start that way. It started with Stonewall. That pride was not about 
enjoyment. It was we were, they were not going out and having beer. It was a protest, and next year it was a protest, and then after it was a protest. So we need to sit down. We need to go down to our drawing board and realize what do we need to do to have Pride celebrated in our own special way. That was Ivan, Jay, and Isaac remembering the police raid at Ugandan Pride in 2016. We want to thank them for sharing their stories with us. We've been thinking about Pride a lot, making these episodes for you, and we'd love to hear your opinion. What does Pride mean to you? Do you think of it as a protest or a parade? Do we need to think of our own uniquely African way to celebrate it? You can get in touch with us at afroqueer at nunonrecord.com. This episode was produced by me, Sally Chum, Ida Halinambi, and Mae Francis. Technical support from Rachel Wamoto. Aya Siga Herbert Elvis helped with field producing. Afroqueer is a production of None on Record with support from the British Council. Special thanks to the Kuchu Times Media Group. We also want to say a belated thanks to the United Nations Information Service for providing us with Fanny Ann Eddy's UN speech for our Meet the Host episode. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and have a listen. Our theme song, Power, is by Maya and the Big Sky. We will be back next week with an episode about Grinder and how it's affected the queer community in Africa. Thanks for listening. Oh,